Alright, good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thoughts While I Drive to Work. Um, first of all, apologize that there was no um, episode yesterday. Um, I was out sick, so I obviously did not drive to work. So I don't really want to make an episode where it's thoughts while I lay in bed sick. Um, so, not what we're going to do. <laughs> so, again, I want to encourage you guys... Um, Hit up the email if you have any questions, thoughts, or topics you might like me to cover. Um, thoughts while I drive to work at gmail.com. All one word, no spaces. Um, there is a, you can just see it all the way written out in the description of the podcast. If you should be up there on, on the bottom. Um, so today we are going to talk about... A topic that is near and dear to my heart. Um, it might not be applicable to some of you, but if it isn't applicable to some of you, it might very well be in the future. Today we're going to talk about being a dad. Um, not being a parent, because I'm not going to pretend to know um, how to be a mom or what it takes. Um, their job is a lot harder than being a dad. But we're going to talk about being a dad. We're going to go over a few of the things that I think go into dad. Also, the podcast this morning is going to be a little bit choppy. I've got two different stops to make. We've got to get some gas, and we got to go to the store and buy some peanut butter, because I need peanut butter to keep my apples for a protein and natural energy combination that is just hard to beat. Okay. So, first thing that goes into being a good dad, and I believe this is the number one thing, hands down hands down, is the good dad is the dad that is there. Pretty easy, right? You'd think so. The good dad is the dad that is there. Um, there are so many dads that uh, they're not there. They're not present. They're not there. You know, it's, it's, it's funny when I say the good dad is the dad that is there, but you can't be a dad unless you're there. So I'll give you an example. Um, my job is, is pretty good. It's not the best in the world. I used to have a job that I really, really, really enjoyed. Um, I was a wildland fireman for a number of years. Uh, that job was amazing. But I was gone, you know, with the potential of being gone for seven months out of the year. That job I enjoyed more, it was more exciting, it was more challenging, um, and paid better. But seven months out of the year, can't do that. Since then, I've been offered many jobs up on uh, the slope. For those of you non-Alaskans, the slope is the North Slope, where oil field gas companies are. And people who work up there sometimes work two weeks on, two weeks off, three weeks on, three weeks off, four weeks on, four weeks off, you know. So, that dad there? No. In either of those cases, is that dad there? <laughs> no, no, he's not. So, I chose the job I did. It doesn't pay the most. Um, we get by. And it's not very challenging, uh, unfortunately. But it's good work, and I'm 
helping people, and most importantly, I get to go home every single night to my wife and my kids. The good dad is the dad that is there. Now, can a dad be there and not be there at the same time? Well, the answer to that is yes. The dad can be there and, and not be there at the same time. So, if you as a dad are home and are being with your kids, but you're sitting on your phone, or you're glued to the TV, are you really there? The answer is no. Um, the answer is no, you're not there. For dad to be there, you need to be there, and you need to be somewhat engaged. You know, little kids, especially when they're little, um, can't really tell if you're not 100% engaged. If you're bone tired and just laying on the couch, but you're giving them 100% of your attention, which at that point is more like 40% because you're tired. I understand, dads. That's everything to them. You need to be the dad that is there. The dad that has their attention. This is one of those things I look back to my own dad. Um, I never really got it when I was growing up. My dad worked jobs to where he was always there in the daytime, pretty much, with us. So my dad worked nights. Um, my dad worked some crappy jobs. My dad worked, honestly, as a paper delivery guy for, I think it was like 14 years. I also in high school worked as a paper delivery guy for like uh, two years, I want to say. But anyway, my dad worked this job because then he was home during the day 100% of the time with us. Now the trade-off wasn't that great of a job and he worked every single day. Every single day he worked. There was never a day off for a paper delivery guy. There just wasn't a day off. Um, so my dad would work every single day. Because he knew, this is a lesson he passed on to me, good dad, you can't be a good dad if you're not there. It starts with being present. You can't change things in your life. You can't be there for your kids if you're not there. You can't. So this is a hard one, because I know a lot of work takes dads away, and the best part about being a dad is that when your kids are little, eventually they'll reach some point where this isn't true. But for the most part, it's true 100% of the time. Is that if you have taken a step away, if you have taken a step back, if you have, you know, stepped away for some reason, most of the time, it's really easy to jump back in. It's really easy to jump back in. The only way that it's difficult to jump back in is if you make it difficult. If you're the one who makes it difficult to jump back in, then, I mean, you're, you're the only deciding factor. Kids can be rough. Kids can push you away. But eventually, if you show your intentions, they'll let you back in. Okay, the good dad is the dad that is... One, first of all, there. Second one I'm going to go after here. Let me see, what is this car ahead of me doing? Okay. 
this is one that um, is really difficult as parents. You need to not hinder your children's learning ability with your own impatience. Not hinder your children's learning ability with your own impatience. So, what I mean by that is people learn by doing, right? You learn by doing, you learn by making mistakes. Did you automatically know how to do everything you know now? No, you learned it by doing. So, same thing with your kids. I'll give you an example. My daughter is the slowest person in the world at getting in the car and putting her seat buckle on. The slowest person in the world. She fumbles it, she slips on the steps, she, oh, it's just, I love her to death, my word. So, it'd be really easy for me to pick her up, put her in the car, and buckle her up. But what would she learn? Nothing. She would never be able to do it for herself. You can't let your comfort and your impatience and what some parents even perceive as their child's comfort. Oh, I'm just helping them. They're too little. Oh, that's a load of crap. Lots of children and lots of even young men are capable if you give them the opportunity. You want to know why we have so many men-child these days? Grown men who still don't know what to do with their lives? It's because no one's given them the opportunity to do anything. So they've never learned. Same thing with your children. Give them the opportunity to do things and figure things out in their minds in their time so that they can learn. Don't let your impatience... Hey, gas went down. That's pretty cool. Just pulled up to the gas station. You can't let your impatience on wanting to get something done as fast as possible or you're in a hurry, blah, blah, blah. You know what I just started all those sentences with is, is you. These are you problems. Don't let you interfere with your child's growth. You're the parent. You want to raise children that know what they're doing and are actually like edifying to the world? Then you need to start with you. You need to start with you letting them make mistakes and learn letting them do things and you not becoming impatient doing it for them oh I'm just making it easier on them yeah you are you're also making them weak you're making them helpless do you want to put a weak helpless person out in the world when they're 18 it's not gonna happen they're gonna come right back because you've done everything for them step one don't leave step two sorry step one be there as a dad step two don't let your impatience hinder your children's learning. All right, I'm going to pause, and we're going to get some gas. Okay, we are back from getting gas. Okay, the next one I want to do um, while we drive to the store here is talk about I told you so. So. That has a lot of negative connotations. What do I mean by I told you so? So this one goes hand in hand with the one we just talked about in the way that uh, you need to let your children make their own mistakes in a safe environment in which they will learn. But when they are wrong, when they have
have not done things maybe the way you told them they should have. I don't hesitate to say, I told you so. And you don't say it in a mean way. You don't be like, nee, 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 I told you so. No, that's, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about saying it in a way to prove that you are the authority figure and that they should be looking to you for information. You know, like if your son's trying to do something and you're like, hey, you know, maybe try it like this. And he's like, no, no, I got this, Dad. So there's two cool things that can happen here. If he does got it and it works, then awesome. He figured it out himself. He's being a man. He's pursuing goals. He figured it out. Great. I couldn't be more happy for him. He did great. I'd be happy. But if it messes up, you can be like, hey, son, man. See, like, maybe we should try it like this, like I told you, buddy. Uh, Daddy's done this a few times, and I'm just trying to help you. Okay, cool. Now, maybe next time he'll come to you and he'll listen a little bit more. Your children need to look to you as the father figure to answer their questions. Which means you can't be full of BS. Um, you have to know some stuff. But don't be afraid to be like, hey, see, I was right. You also gotta let them make mistakes. So you gotta go hand in hand. It's a, it's a delicate balance. Delicate balance. But a good one. And if used right, <coughs> instead of pushing your, it won't push your children away from you. It will make them look to you for their guidance. Okay, well, that was a really short segment. Uh, we're at the store here, and then uh, I'm going to buy some peanut butter. And then when I'm done, when I come back up, we'll record our last segment um, on our drive up here to work. Okay. Okay. Last one on our list. And this one goes right into what we just kind of talked about. We're out of the store and we have our peanut butter. Just trying to get back up on the road here. Winter's almost over in Alaska, believe it or not. Okay, last one on our list. You need to be the most interesting person in your child's life. You need to be a subject matter expert. And even if you're not the subject matter expert, you need to know where to go to get the answers. See, children are incredibly good at some point in their life at sniffing out fakers incredibly good at sniff, sniffing at people who don't know what they're talking about. You need to be the most interesting person in your child's life, because if you are not, well, they're going to find somebody who is. And then that person is going to hold sway over your children, over their uh, decision-making. They're going to hold sway over, they're going to go to them for information, not to you. And you aren't telling your children going to you the information. At least I assume, if you're the kind of parent I am, you do. So you need to be the most interesting person in your child's life. You need to be the subject matter expert. You need your child's first reaction when they have something hard happening or when they have a question is, I'll turn to daddy. Daddy knows this. You know, this may sound really, really, really vain, 
But if you ask my children a question and they give you the answer and you ask them, where did you find out that question? They'll say, their daddy, if I did tell them. And if you ask them, how do they know this? Both of my children will tell you, because my daddy knows everything. Now, do I know everything? Of course not. But my children think I do. And that's a good thing for now. At some point, we'll talk about humility and infallibility and things like that with my children. But for now, when they're little, you need to be the superhero. You need to be the guy that they're like, oh no, I'm going through something hard. Or, oh no, I have a question. Who do I ask? Who do I turn to? And that needs to be you. It needs to be dad. You need to be that guy. You are the superhero. Doesn't matter if you're a superhero to yourself or the boys or anybody else, you better well be that superhero to your kids, though. So, in order to be the most interesting person to your kids, you need to act that way. That means if your kids have questions about fitness, you better know what you're talking about. They're going to know you're full of it if you're giving them just random fitness tips while you're sitting on the couch. You know? You need to live the life that God has for you, a full life as a man. We've talked about that in other podcasts. But that's why I go out and I do interesting things. Um, I'm a speaker at events. I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and MMA. I recently signed up for an 11-mile uh, race on the beach in wet sand, which sounds terrible. But I'm going to do it. <coughs> I regularly read books and try to better myself, my understanding of things. You need to be the subject matter expert. You need to be the superhero. You need to be the one that your child looks to. Be the most interesting person in their life. And then talk to them about things. Let them know you're interesting. Don't brag. Kids know when people are bragging. Everybody does. If you're a braggart, everybody knows. You know, the old saying is true. If you have to say you're a princess, you're probably not. Which means if you have to say all these things that you've done and people don't know them, you're just bragging. But you can talk about things you do. You can talk about the stuff that you like to do. And you know what? If your children show interest in another area, well, you had better become the subject matter expert in that area quickly. Look it up. You spend time on your phone while you're on the toilet. I know you do. Every man does. Spend five minutes. Look at this thing that has your children's interest. You know, you, you better do it anyway because maybe it's something you don't want to have your child's interest. You need to be the one that they look to for their answers. You need to be the most interesting person in their life. You need to be the one that is their hero. So that they come to you. Because children need a hero. Children need that person in their life, and if you're not it, they will find somebody. Guaranteed, they will find somebody. So it needs to be you. I uh, think back to, I had my son at the Sea Life Center. Oh, I have, oh, well, we were there as a family, but uh, my daughter and wife were off doing something. You know, and I was there with my son, and we're looking through the glass at this tank. Um... And the glass wall is pretty high, maybe like eight feet high. And then there's like a drop of like 12 feet down into some water where there is this sea lion. Massive, huge, you know, 6,000 pound animal. 
swim super fast. Jaws, dude. Sea lions are fierce. And he's sitting there and he's staring at us. And I jokingly turned to my son. And I say it in a serious tone. I said, you think daddy should get in there and fight him? My son looks to me and says, daddy, I don't think you should. I said, why not? And he said, and this is the reaction I couldn't hope for even more than if I made it up. He turned to me and said, because daddy, after you kill it, no one else will be able to see it. And then why would anybody go to the Sea Life Center? I love that response as a dad. Not probably because of why you would think. Not because of ego. I don't need the panderings of a five-year-old thinking, you know, pandering to my ego. No. Because he truly believed I could do it. There was no, because daddy, you might get hurt. Or daddy, the sea lion would eat you. Or you would drown. Or the fall would kill you. No. His words, because after you kill it, nobody would come to the Sea Life Center. That's the dad you need to be. The dad that your child has 100% confidence in. In your ability. You are the superhero. You are the man. You are the one that they look to. When they're scared, you are the one to look to when they have problems. You are the subject matter expert their lives because you won't have that time forever eventually kids grow up and then they'll know that you're not a superhero they'll know that you're not a subject matter expert but 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 that deep ingrained knowing and feeling of I can go to my dad for questions and he can give me answers will still be there eventually your kid is going to know you're not a superhero but you, and that's okay, that time will come. But you want him to know at that point that he can still come to you for answers. You want it so deeply ingrained in your children to look to you for answers. And even after they know you're not a superhero, you still do it. <coughs> okay, so real quick here, we're going to go back over our topics. So, step one, what makes a good dad is the dad that is there. And I do want to re-emphasize, I know for some dads, it's impossible to be there 100% of the time. Maybe you're a soldier. Maybe you're a fireman. I was a fireman. I understand. Maybe you're a police officer. Maybe you're divorced. You only have custody of your kids. I understand that. So, the difference is, maybe, no, no, not maybe, definitely, the time you do get with your kids, you need to be there even harder. 100%. 100% with your kids when you are with them then. Trust me, I understand that. So, again, a good dad is the dad that is there. And not just there physically, not just there, but sitting on your phone and glued to the TV, but is there with their kids. Second, don't let your impatience or your pride or your anger hinder your children learning. Don't be in such a rush that you don't let your children make the mistakes that they need to to learn how to do things. So that way they can be people that actually, again, know how to do things. Nobody knows how to do anything anymore. Let your children take the time to mentally process what they're doing. It takes them, you know, when you first learn a new skill, it takes a second. It takes a second. 
give them that second, give them that time, let them figure it out. And if they can't figure it out, well then guess what? They're gonna look to you for help. And it's gonna help build that foundation of looking to you. Okay, I told you so. So you give them a little leash, they go off. They decide to try something their own way, which is great. It can be great, you know? Figuring things out and being inventive and discovering new ways of doing things, I'm 100% about. Say it doesn't work. You can be there. You're like, see, you know, I tried it that way before, and that's why I told you to do it this way. But now you know. Guess what? It's all part of giving them that time and not letting your pride getting in the way of them learning. They just learned how not to do something. And they learned that maybe they should have listened to Dad. Dad had it right. It's a dual lesson. Again, they're going to look to you. And that little bit of a dig, a little bit of a, hey, see, Daddy knew what he was talking about. Let's help reinforce them looking to you. Fourth, be the most interesting person in their life, or they will find someone who is. You've got to be the superhero when your kids are little. That won't. You won't have that kind of influence in your children's lives forever. You just won't. You've got to be that guy. You've got to be that superhero. You've got to be that guy that does crazy, outrageous things. Who does things that your children think are impossible. You've got to be the subject matter expert. You've got to be the guy who knows the answers or knows where to get them. You've got to be that guy children find someone who is. Okay guys, that's all I have for our podcast this morning. A little bit longer, I guess, this morning, but we had a lot to cover and I had some stops to make, so I'm just now at work. So, again, I'll pray for us and we'll start today. Dear Jesus, Heavenly Father, I thank you and praise you for this day. We can be here. I thank you that I'm feeling better. Um, I pray for this podcast, just as I record it, that people, you know, when they listen, will get something out of it, we'll see you through it, um, and it will change their lives. Lord, I love you. In your name I pray. Amen. So, Lord, I just thank you for today, that I can be here. Um, yeah. Alright, guys. Um, again have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, uh, feel free to email the podcast. Um, I'd love to fill some topics. If you guys have any topics you want me to talk about, I would love to answer questions or anything like that. Uh, Again, the email is thoughtswhileidrivetowork at gmail.com. One word, no capitals. Um, All right. Thank you guys, and have a good day.